Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Science of Skin. And this is a very special episode for me because I really love microbiology and my father actually is a um, internationally acclaimed microbiologist. So um, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be tuning in for this one. I hope so at least, so hi dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to get started because I know that um, the microbiome and the the gut-skin axis, um, as many researchers are calling it, is a very hot topic right now in the cosmetic industry, in the skincare industries, and it's, and rightfully so, you know, it's a very, um, hot and emerging field in, um, biomedical sciences, and as it should be, but I think there's a lot of, um, misunderstanding around the idea of the microbiome and what, um, really facilitates this, you know, this interaction between our gut and the other organs of our body, including the skin. So I want to get started and I want to kind of talk about a little bit about the background and a little bit about the things that are kind of floating around um, in terms of the general understanding in the science and, um, you know, beauty communities. And um, if, if I'm wrong, then please uh, feel free to correct me by leaving any comments or, uh, you know, just commentary on the on the post for this but anyway so from my understanding um people have been advocating for a you know for a more you know targeted approach to uh you know really benefiting our microbiome whether it's through topical application of you know enriched and enriched products such as like you know yogurt based products on our skin topically or whether it's through supplements taken orally that are helping with our gut health and our gut microbiome thus facilitating a better um you know outlook for skin health and just common skin conditions especially things like atopic dermatitis which i know is a huge um you know this one is is a very big uh hallmark disease that has shown a lot of relevant clinical data that supports that you know um a, a healthy gut can directly impact um the outcome of atopic dermatitis for a lot of patients um and i know there's a lot of literature out there saying that you know they reported that there was a um decrease in transepidermal water loss and there was um an increase in terms of just the overall composition of the skin the the you know the strength of the barrier and etc etc but here's the thing um most of us don't have atopic dermatitis most of us don't have severe skin diseases that we are really trying to cure so that's one thing we really have to keep in mind is that you know our skin care and um you know cosmetic products that are geared towards skin health are more so for the average consumer most of us just really want um beautiful glowing skin that looks healthy um we want to facilitate our aging process and make sure that it's not you know just being accelerated right that's why we wear sunscreen that's why we, we um you know use products like vitamin c and we use things that are really kind of um rejuvenating for the skin rather than um harmful and and help it and facilitate it now this is where i really get very um very enthusiastic about this topic because I think, you know, by labeling it, um, you know, the the need to aid our microbiome, I could say, through like products such as, you know, topical skincare products or oral supplements is, I think, 
kind of um, misnaming um, this entire this entire concept and this entire area of skin health because I think the real problem here is inflammation. A lot of prob- a lot of papers have cited this um, as the real relevant concept to focus on is the idea that inflammation and inflammatory mediators both in our gut and on top of our skin and in our dermis are really the key players in skin health and you know how gut health is impacting skin health um let me give you guys an example so you know our gut like we all know is um you know very rich in bacteria that are helping it um they are bacteria the bacteria in our gut are very very much involved in breaking down things that we ingest and really uh creating a lot of metabolites that are then able to be absorbed by our gut and then utilized throughout the body now one thing that we don't talk about is how the inflammatory um, environment of our gut is aiding or inhibiting this kind of absorption or this kind of utilization of ingredients or um, you know nutrients. And this is really the crux of this argument and this entire topic because by focusing on inflammation and the regulation of inflammatory mediators like cytokines, like for example, interleukins and, um, you know, just, you know, I don't want to go too much into the molecular stuff because I know, you know, we all want to understand this, even if we don't have like molecular backgrounds in, in education. But my point is like, you know, we don't understand inflammation enough to be able to make a distinction between if the if supplementing our gut microbiome or our skin microbiome, you know, through the topical creams and products is really the the, you know, game changer here or if taking things that are leading to a less inflammatory state in the gut, um a a more, you know, calmed environment, a more you know, just relaxed environment that's not very, you know, inflammatory prone or, you know, very low in terms of inflammation and, you know, inflammatory mediators. I think that is the real hallmark here. And we need to focus on that. And that's why I think, you know, anti-aging, the word anti-aging should be changed, um, you know, and, and it should really be focused on what can we do to cause, to, to, um, you know, cause an environment that is minimally inflammatory. And by by that, I mean, inflammation to me, you know, when I think about it, both in a scientific level and in layman terms, is the overexpression of things that are causing, you know, redness or just irritation, or they're causing some sort of uh, molecular cascade of events that is leading to the activation of certain genes, certain, you know, uh, protein mediators, certain signaling cascades. And all of these things are, are, you know, really contributing to a lot of the skin pathologies that we notice, like rosacea, or like I mentioned, atopic dermatitis, or acne, or, you know, these are the things that are um, really the the main problems that we see in the skincare space and in the skin health space, right? So the conversation always leads back to inflammation rather than bacteria. Bacteria, don't get me wrong, they serve their purpose, but in all honesty, our microbiome is just as unique to us as our fingerprint is. So when we create products that are, you know, they're claiming that 
by ingesting this or by using this, you're going to better your microbiome, there is very limited evidence for those claims. Now, I'm not saying that we should get rid of all microbiome-related uh, skincare products or that we should stop using them. No, I think there is a great deal of scientific potential here in terms of research. I think just I just think we need to tweak it a little bit and really focus our efforts and understand that, you know, the medical literature that exists to date um, is giving us very preliminary data when it comes to how bacteria really work in terms of our gut health, obviously, but then also the impact of that overall gut state on the skin. It's never going to be something that we can say directly is related. Like gut and skin are not directly linked. The gut is linked to your bloodstream and your bloodstream goes out and impacts every other organ in the body. So by saying things like your gut health is going to directly improve your skin health, I mean, it's kind of a, you know, it's a stretch when it comes to that statement your gut health is going to improve your overall health in general. So we have to understand gut health to understand what that's doing for the skin. You know, and I hope that makes sense. So, you know, my, my take home message here is I'm not saying don't buy, you know, uh, probiotics or prebiotics or symbiotics or, you know, um, all the terms out there that are being used right now. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we need to consider other things. We need to, like I said, inflammation is a huge thing. Obesity, huge. You know, all of these things are impacting your gut health, which is going to in turn impact your skin health. So, and also, you know, one thing that's really interesting, um, you know, I'll cite a paper, actually, uh, they, they actually uh, highlight this idea of circadian rhythm and they they talked about how the the body is also um, undergoing this this idea of following a circadian rhythm even down to the um, bacteria that are in our gut because it's found that in certain parts of the day your gut is able to break down certain things better than other parts of the day so that's really cool right so it's like as if the every organism every cell in our body is responding to our environment and it's it's responding and it's it's working in a very unique way in its own way that's most optimal for it um, to function so the papers that I want you you guys to focus on it's called the gut skin axis uh current knowledge of the interrelationship between microbial dysbiosis and skin conditions it was written um and actually it was published in uh, february of 2021 the uh, authors are pesamir at all and it's a really really great paper you can go on to pubmed and search for it um you know i highly suggest reading it it is it, just bringing up a lot of great topics you know but i think that you know take home message here again is it's not as easy as it looks i think we need to do a lot more deep digging and a deeper dive into the idea of gut health and the microbiome and also the skin microbiome, because let's be honest, you know, putting bacteria on top of our skin isn't really doing much. You know, it's it's not the, that shouldn't be the focus of microbiome um, fueled skin health products. You know, I'm not saying that there's no relevance of them. I'm saying that we need to further understand them. And this really does play into the idea of creating 
um, quality products over quantity, which is something that I will um, do an episode later on, but I want to kind of tie that into sustainability. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode, but I really hope you guys like this one and I would love to hear your feedback and I'd love to continue the conversation with you. I am very much open to any critiques, any insights and additions from the um, medical professionals that might be listening in, the, um, you know, the beauty professionals, the um, editorial professionals, everybody out there that listens in. And I want to thank you so much for your time. And I hope you're enjoying this series. We have a lot more coming up and hopefully I'll be able to get a lot more um, insight from professionals that I can invite on to have this conversation with me. So uh, leave some comments, leave some feedback, shoot us an email. Uh, We would love to hear from you guys as always. And thank you so much for tuning in to Skincare Anarchy. Talk to you later.